chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. 1 Timothy 1, I'm sorry, 1 Timothy 2, verses 1 through 7. First of all, then, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for everyone, for kings and all who are in high positions, so that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in goodliness and godliness and dignity. This is right and acceptable in the sight of our God our Savior, who desires everyone to be saved and come to the knowledge of truth. For there is one God, and there is one mediator between God and humankind, Christ Jesus himself human, who gave himself as a ransom for all. This was attested at, at the right time. For this I was appointed as a herald and an apostle. I am telling the truth. I am not lying. I teach of the Gentiles in faith and truth. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. The other day I was looking on the internet and I saw a, a pretty funny little little picture. Some of you may have seen it. Some of you, you parents may have seen it. It's a uh, it was, a, it was a, a, a mother somewhere that uh, her kids had been fussing with each other. So she figured out the perfect way to, to get her kids to stop fussing. What she did is she went and got a, a T-shirt that was, you know, three or four times too big. And she called it the, their get-along shirt. Have any of you ever seen the get-along shirt on the Internet? Basically, when her kids would fuss with each other, they had to wear the get-along shirt. They had to both get in this shirt like a blanket, like a little poncho, like a little shawl. And they had to, you know, it said, had get along shirt on it. And when they were misbehaving, she made them sit there and put the get along shirt over them with both their heads sticking out the hole until they learned to get along. That, that's a pretty good idea. I, I don't know if it works, but hey, you know, there's some folks in the world that might need to wear a get along shirt with each other and see, see how, the, how, that, uh, how that works out. You know, there are, there are individuals in our life there's situations in our life where there's just folks that we can't get along with, isn't there? There's just folks in our life we struggle to have a good relationship with. We struggle to, to get along with them. And, and, and that's human nature. You know, you know, and we don't always might need to wear the get along shirt with them because there are, there are relationships in our life that are not healthy that we may need to avoid, that we may need to get out of, that we might not need to be involved with. There are some relationships, there are some things that are harmful and toxic that we don't need to be around, that we might need to remove ourselves from. There may be some relationships that are bringing us down. I think about many of our teenagers and our youth. Sometimes uh, a friend of mine used to always say, you uh, he'd always say, you show me your friend, you show me your friends and I'll show you, I'll show you your future. That's always stuck with me. There are some relationships that, that aren't good. I, I, I think about the 12-step programs, how in the 12, one of the 12 steps is the notion that you're supposed to right past wrongs, make amends, unless your presence is harmful. And then at that point, you don't do that step because the last thing you want to do is to be harmful in a relationship. So there, there are some relationships that we can't wear the get-along shirt for. There's some relationships that are unhealthy that we just don't need to be a part of. But that said, those relationships are few and far between. Those are not most of our relationships. Most of our relationships are different from that. Most of our relationships with people that we struggle to get along with, there's just some people that just know our last nerve and do a tap dance on it. 
There's some folks that know our last nerve and just go up to it and just touch it just to see what will happen. You know, sometimes these situations are with those that we love the most. Jennifer talked about the thumb during the children's moment. Sometimes the toughest people to get along with sometimes can be the people that we love the most. I I tell couples when I do premarital counseling, I found there's three areas in marriage that we fight about. I I call them the three F's. Family, finances, faith. That's where most of our fights come from in marriage. By family, I don't mean necessarily the family that you're part of, but your family of origin. Well, your mom and daddy did it this way, and their mom and daddy did it that way. So we're going to fight about who was right. The, the family of origin that we're part of, that a lot of our fights in marriage and in relationships come from our family of origin. Of course, money you know, finances are self-explanatory. We struggle with money sometimes. And, and faith, faith can be an issue that we, we struggle with. But here's the thing. Here's what I found in, in marriage and in many relationships. At, particularly as Christians, we don't know how to fight fair. Because in every relationship, there's going to be fights. In every relationship, there's going to be conflict. There is. Every marriage is going to have bumps in the road. Every friendship's going to have fights. That's okay. But here's the thing. When you have a conflict, when you have a fight, you've got to fight fair. What do I mean by that? The person you love the most, you know their tender spot, don't you? You know what phrase cuts to the quick, don't you? You know their weaknesses. You know how to hurt them, don't you? You do. If you love somebody, you know, you know how to hurt them. Don't go there. When you're in a fight in your marriage, don't go there. Don't hit below the belt. You may win the fight, but you'll lose the war. You've got to fight fair when you're in conflict. You, gotta, you, you can't go to those places that hurt. Today, we see Paul in this text talk about dealing with difficult people. Notice what he says here. He starts off by saying this. He says, I want you to pray for kings and leaders. Pray, offer prayers and supplications that you may live a peaceful and a godly life. And he says, pray for your leaders. And, and, and y'all, I want to I real quick kind of go back on this. Paul says, pray for your leaders. Okay. Let's take a real quick history lesson here. Paul is telling Christians to pray for their leaders. Let's talk about what their leaders are doing to Christians. The Roman Emperor Nero is taking Christians, tying them to poles, setting them on fire, and using them as human torches to light his garden. The Roman government is taking Christians... Uh, draping uh, sheepskin across their backs, covering them with sheep blood and things like that, putting them in the Colosseum, and releasing lions to eat the Christians for the amusement of the assembled crowd in the Colosseum. Okay? That's what their leaders are doing to them. And what was Paul's word to the Christians? Pray for them. 
pray for them. There's some people in your life you do not like. There's some people in your life you do not respect. There are some people in your life that have caused you great harm, perhaps on purpose. That's reality. We can give the generic answer and say, we love everybody. Or we can be honest and say, there's some folks we don't like. Paul here says this morning to pray for them. Why? Because God desires that all should be saved. God desires that everyone should be saved. There's not a person that you will ever meet that Jesus Christ did not die for. There's not a person that you will ever meet as long as you live that Jesus Christ did not die for. John Wesley talked about equality in Jesus. The equality is this. We are all made in God's image. Every human being that's ever lived, that is living, that will live, is made in the image of God. We're all made in His image. We're also all sinful. There's not a single person, me, you, any of us, that doesn't need Jesus, that is not broken, that is not in need, that is not sinful. We're all just sinful, prone to wander, Lord, I fear it, prone to leave the God I love. We sing that verse in church. We are prone to do that. It's who we are. It's okay. Doesn't make you scum. It doesn't make you terrible. It just means you're human. We're all made in His image, we're all broken. And whosoever would believe, Jesus died for everybody. And whosoever means whosoever. There's not a person that's ever been born that Jesus Christ does not love and did not die for. Period. End of the story. When I was in Pedal, we, um, part of the the, the tradition there was is, uh, that, uh, that after, after the national anthem during the football games, we'd have a, a student pray over the loudspeaker. And, uh, um, and um, we got a, when I was there, we got a, the school district got a letter from a, from a group saying, uh, if you don't stop this prayer at ball games, we're going to sue the school district. So the school district... You know, I know Rankin County's had some stuff happen there and all kind of stuff. And so the school district um, began to formulate, what do we need to do? So they said, we won't pray. And the pastors met. So well, what, what should the response of the church be? And um, so we decided that individual churches, individual people would, after the, the anthem was played, we would say the Lord's Prayer together. This was kind of the plan. That way it would be spontaneous, but it would be, you know, not led by anybody and yada, yada, yada. So we began to then communicate it to our churches. This is what the plan was going to be. So... I got up in a Asbury, and I said, okay, this is what's happened. This is what we're going to do. And this is what I said. I said, y'all, there are individuals out there that are trying to stop us from praying, that are interfering with our way of life here. And you know what I want to happen to those people? I want them to become my brother and sister in Christ because Jesus died for them. I want them to love Jesus. And the only way they will grow to love my Jesus is if I love them. If you're praying a prayer with anger towards somebody, 
If you're praying a prayer out of spite, then you're not praying. I said the only way people that don't know Jesus will be for those of us that do know Jesus to love like Jesus. That's the only way. I want them to know Jesus. Because whosoever means whosoever. There's not a person you will ever meet that Jesus Christ does not love and did not die for. And we've got to love them like he loves them. And the only way we can do that is to pray. That's why Paul says pray for these people. Because you can't love them on your own strength. You can't will yourself to it. You can't make yourself do it. You've got to have the power of God flowing through you so that you can love them. Loving somebody is not always an act of will. Loving someone is most times an act of God. And that can only happen through God living through us by his Holy Spirit. That's why we've got to be praying for them. Because y'all, we've all got a them, don't we? Lord, I'm bad, but I'm better than them. We've all got a them. I don't know who your them is, but you got one. I got one. Lord, I'm bad, but I'm better than them. Jesus died for them. Jesus Christ died for them. He wants to be in relationship with them. Whosoever means whosoever. We got to pray for him. I saw a great tweet the other day. Stuck with me. Said, if you're not on my heart, then you're probably on my nerves. There's somebody who's on your nerves, aren't they? They know that last nerve, and they know how to step right on it. Pray for them. Pray for them. Because resenting them or hating them won't help. (laughs) That won't make it better. Resenting them will not make it better. I promise you that. Hardening your heart against them will not make it better. I give you my word, that will not help. Pray for them. See if God doesn't change them. Or see if God doesn't change you. I don't know. But I know this, Jesus loves them just like he loves us. He desires to be in relationship with all of us. So through his grace, may we love him, may we love each other, and may we love them. Let us pray.